we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. I'm walking a little lighter, smiling a little bit brighter, because our ladies of Potomac are back. That is right. We had our premiere of Real Housewives of Potomac. And if you are well-versed in the Bravoverse at all, you should know that this is right up there with New York as one of the best, if not the best franchise so far season to season in Housewives history. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. No bad oh, season and of yet. Course it's, it's Eddie with Armin. I, in case we forgot to introduce ourselves. People you know should us know by now. now. Yeah, people should know us. We don't need an introduction. Um, yeah, I mean, there hasn't been a bad season yet. So comparing it to, let's say, Roni, which has had a couple bad seasons, you have a by season five wasn't there a little bit there was a little bit of yeah like the first season is fine and then the fourth season is terrible mm-hmm. like awful that's the cindy barship season that's yeah, the first that's... season without bethany so yeah i mean if you want to compare it to the other franchises by season five i don't think there's been a better run uh for any franchise through its first five seasons I think you're right. I, yeah. I mean, I know I'm. I, I know you're right because I'm right, and that's what I said. <laughs> it was your original point, which it I was am my validating. Original point to which I am. Yes, you're right. Oh well, you are right because <laughs> that was my point, bitch. Uh, but yeah, as long as I parrot your opinions, I'm right. But if I disagree fine. with your opinions, I'm wrong. Speaking of parrots, Monique with her bird. <laughs> let's talk about that. I mean, that has to be why I used the word parrot in <laughs> in that sentence because I, I had mean, my mind on parrots. I aim to be as extra as Monique one day to be like walking a bird around with my leash in my mansion in Potomac. Like Monique is goals, 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 goals on goals. I love her. Do people carry like birds around with leashes? Is that a thing? I bird handlers or people. I mean, I Do they have I don't leashes? know. Yes, the, it's a real thing, and um, evidently it's like very humane, like the leash and everything. Like it's not like for. I mean. Not putting a leash on nothing is like humane. I don't know, but like it's it's not, it's not bad. I don't know. It's like putting a leash on your dog, Armin. I, people do it. I feel like the bird handlers I've seen, which aren't many, by the way, but I've been to some of those shows, like at Universal Studios. Did yes. you ever go to that? Yeah, they have of some course, animal where show. They fly them in through the thing, and then they have the thing on their arm. But I don't remember the leashes because I feel like the birds are just flying everywhere. So evidently aviator harnesses are a thing. I just looked it up. They're it called makes... aviator harnesses. I love that. Avi- aviator harness. Um, and it's basically like, it's basically to make sure that they don't fly away. So she could like walk to Karen Huger's house with the bird on the leash and hang and then walk back, you know? I was also going to say, I love that Karen's back in Potomac, by the way. It's always good to see her move back from Great Falls to walking distance from Monique. Well, you can't be the grand dame of Potomac if you don't live in Potomac. Exactly, right? At least at least her, um, you know, her address 
and location is correct for her title. Um, her brand has but, always been strong, but not always accurate. Exactly. Exactly. She's like, she's, she tried to say like, I'm the grand dame, wherever I am, the grand dame <laughs> title, even though she said originally the ladies of Potomac granted her the title of grand dame of Potomac. Like, like we're like I was saying before, if you have not watched Housewives of Potomac, if you are if you happen upon this podcast and you're like, this sounds kind of interesting, a bird on a leash, a grand dame, check it out. It's on Hulu. I'm sure it's on it's gonna be on Peacock soon or whatever you watch it on, Bravo TV app. But I can tell you for right now, it's all on Hulu seasons one through four. Yep. I just watched them myself. Get on it because this if you think this is a ha ha chuckling to yourself about a bird on a leash, well, let me tell you, these ladies got four other seasons of laughter. Tears, triumph that you that you need to enjoy. Um, of the two newest franchises, it's easily the best between Potomac and Dallas. It's far well, better than Dallas. I'm sorry. I, I, well, I think what you also have to think of is both shows came in after uh, much after this kind of like housewives like phenomenon came, and I think they both kind of had ladies in it who knew what they were doing. Um. But Potomac just knew how to do it better, and they didn't have racists on their cast. So, I mean, it's it's really easy to see why they succeeded. Um, but, and, hey, Dallas know. had a couple good moments. Yeah, Dallas did. I mean, I enjoyed Dallas until last season when everyone put their foot in their mouth and showed their true colors. And we had some failures of franchises before that. We had some. Miami. Yep. We had Which some franchises that launched. True. Miami was actually great, but they launched and unfortunately were uh canceled far too soon dc i mean dc could have been interesting and potomac arguably is basically the return of dc but they're like we can't call it dc so we're gonna move to potomac potomac and yeah and it doesn't have the politics arm that dc had as well but i think we might be getting into that with our new housewife true dr wendy osefo um should we talk about wendy a little bit Let's talk about Wendy. Let's let's really quickly say the cast of this season of Real Housewives of Potomac is Candace, it's Giselle, it's Robin, it's Ashley, it's Monique, all who have been there before. And then we have our new housewife, Owen Karen, and we have our newest housewife, Dr. Wendy Osefo. Um, don't forget the doctor in front of her name. She'll be quick to remind you, which I love. Um, we're not going to do, we're not going to go, they have their taglines this episode, but we're not going to go over them because... We did already go over the Potomac taglines. If you guys want to hear what we had to say about that, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot and bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. We've got tons of other content, but we break down the taglines there. Some great ones. Um, we also talked about Dr. Wendy Osefo there, um, but let's bring her up again because though Karen here was not impressed by Dr. <laughs> Wendy Osefo, I was. And by the way, Dr. Wendy Osefo had a fantastic clap back um to karen talking about not impressed um in regards to her being and she wendy wendy tweeted i wouldn't be impressed with a young educated black woman raising her young black boys in today's america if i were you as well i should stop speaking out against injustices against black people and start selling perfume it makes sense why your name is karen like, when I tell you my jaw oh, dropped, it was like, like, holy shamoli. It was uh. great. And she read her. Um, so, yes, Dr. Wendy Osefo is a doctor. Um, she's also a teacher. Um, she 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I did last time. I'm going to read you from herself just the intro of her about Wendy, just so you can get a little sense of who she is. Um, award-winning researcher Dr. Wendy Osefo is a Nigerian-American television personality and highly sought-after progressive political commentator and strategist. She's a professor of education at the John Hopkins University, contributor at The Hill, the founder and CEO of the 1954 Equity Project, and star on Bravo's TV's The Real Housewives of Potomac. In addition to her extensive policy experience, she has been interviewed and provided commentary for CNN, MSNBC, Steve Harvey Show, Fox News, ABC, Fox Business, BBC, HLN, Russian TV, The Washington Post, In Touch Weekly, Business Insider, One America News Network, and TV One to One, to name a few. She also has a daily political segment on syndicated radio called Things to Know with Dr. Wendy O. And she's a highly recognized keynote speaker and lecturer. So, I mean, I'm impressed. I don't know what Karen is thinking, but... Just reading all of that, I'm like, okay, amazing. Uh, Karen may not be impressed, but she's definitely jealous. A hundred percent. Eddie, we didn't see a lot of Wendy in this premiere, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's hard to form a definitive opinion on her right here, right yes. now. But I will say this. I have a feeling she's going to be great just based on her experience with lots of public speaking. Yes. Many appearances on television. Exactly. How can she not be good? As a professor, she's communicating constantly. She's going to be an effective and direct communicator, I believe. Yes. And the bright lights aren't going to affect her because, like you said, you know, she makes television appearances already. Constantly, yeah. So I think she's going to be quite good. But we'll see. We didn't really get a lot in this first episode we didn't get a lot in this first episode i'm sure we're gonna get more usually it takes about two or three episodes for them to really give like the deep dive on the new girl it always Um, does we get because we have to get back to the story of what's happening and this this season of potomac seems to pick up right where we left off um with this season before i mean we have giselle and candace talking still about the fights over the homes and how people acted at the you know reunion Ashley has just had her baby. Um, little, I think the name's Dean. Right. Um, he looks like a little Michael. It's crazy. He, identical. Um, identical. Identical. And, and I know um, that sounds dumb because it's like, well, he's his son. But still, like, the resemblance is uncanny. Uncanny. Unca- it's, it's, it's you don't always get it like that. Yeah, they no, are true don't. twins. It's, it's funny. But Ashley and Candace are still obviously not getting along because as we know, last season, Michael was, uh, there was a lot of issues with Michael uh, from the butt grabbing to other allegations of sexual misconduct. Yeah. Um, it was everywhere. And everyone seemed to have their own opinions. Obviously, Karen was very upset. Um, Monique mm. and Chris seemed to be like, you know, we're going to remove Ashley from Michael we don't condone this behavior, but we also have to look and, you know, take it for what it is at the facts. You had um, Robin kind of staying neutral, but then you had Candace and Chris kind of come on the attack against Ashley. Um, you have Chris saying that, I mean, Chris was yeah. contacted for by legal teams because of his, what he saw, what he heard, what he has experienced before. So Chris was very vocal about his disdain and, 
on acceptance of what Michael was doing and what he was saying post. Um, This has still left a bad taste in Ashley's mouth. It is still left a bad taste in Candace's mouth. So much so that Candace is not inviting Ashley, but she's inviting all the rest of the girls to this one-year wedding anniversary party. Wait, Um, Eddie, before we get into the one-year wedding anniversary party, what did you think about that Michael and Ashley scene with the whipped cream? What was that? I mean, I'm going to tell you, I actively turn away. I actively do something else when Michael's on my screen. Like, I, it, it physically makes me stressed to see him. Like, it was, it's gross. Like, he's, like, every time I look at him, I just feel gross. Look, I have no problem with sex. I have no problem with sexual imagery. That's all fine. But I don't want to see Michael engaged with it. Especially after what happened last season. It just felt bizarre. I I think I know what they were going for. And correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like they're trying to rehabilitate his image. So they're like, well, you saw what happened last season. It was a shit show. Him and Ashley went through a lot together. Um, But now they have a baby. And now look at him lick whipped cream off her breasts. And watch them be all happy so they're better now and they've made a total 180. I get what they're going for, uh, but I find it to be a little strange and even forced. Yeah, it's like the thing. It's like, it's almost like fighting fire with fire. You're not going to like make us forget about Michael's sexual allegations and misconduct by showing more sexual images of him. Like it's just reminding me of the creepy stuff that he did or was alleged to have done like it's not this is the worst rehab of an image i've ever seen like it's like if if this is his vr team like fire them now because it's like hmm michael robbed a bank last season so let's paint him in a good light let's let's put him in the bank this time and this time he's getting money the right way he's actually the like no like, this time he's stupid. the teller this time he's the exactly, teller exactly exactly it's like are you stupid it's i'm sorry that's just where my brain goes also when you're a viewer who has some level of knowledge of how these scenes are set up, it's even more strange because you know there's like 15 people behind that camera and they had to set the scene up. And obviously that's not going to lead to sex. That's not real foreplay. So like she's in lingerie or whatever and they're doing all this sexy stuff and then what's going to happen? They're just going to be like, okay, I guess we got the shot. And we're good. And moving on. I guess we got to leave real quick now because they're in the mood. But did that happen that way? I don't think no, so. It was, it's, it's Yeah, it's so manufactured and gross. And I'm just, I'm not here for it. I hate that. And it also just stands in such stark contrast to everything else I feel like we've been getting from Bravo. Yes. Which has been like the confrontation of yes. the fact that this is reality television and there's some level of production. We're not going to ignore the fact that the cameras are there, so we're going to get the breaking of the fourth wall like we saw in Roni and BH. This is kind of going back to the old production days where we're going to pretend like there's no cameras there and this is just a natural, authentic, sexy moment. It's the thing, yeah. It's like, come on, like we are broken the third world way too many times now to even believe this you know what i mean like yeah, it's just on. one of those things where it's like come on like, and we, we really were just saying like... eddie on last week's episode that finally 
the producers respect the sophistication yes. of yes. the viewers. But this this is the producers saying, like, you guys are dumb. You guys are just going to take this slop and accept it. I mean, we also have to say the producers and the editors do give us good stuff, though, because we're going to talk about it at the end, guys. Don't think we forgot about the opening scene with the glass. We just want to dive deeper into it. But they do give us moments like that. You know what I mean? Like, they, they give us the moments, like, at the beginning where we have the the fast forward to the flashback seven weeks earlier. Right. But then they, they but then they throw stuff like this in our face where they're like, we, we know you're smart, but we're also going to pretend like you're stupid. You know? Don't act like we're stupid because we know stuff like this is not real. I feel like we always yeah. did too. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I feel like we're wake. Most viewers are waking up a little bit more now. Nobody watched um, Michael, you know, lick that whipped cream off, by the way, ungracefully. Um, nobody watched that and went, oh, what a sweet moment between Ashley and Michael. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, oh grab, pass the bucket, I got a puke. <laughs> anyway, well, for the most part, uh, this episode was great. So that's just my grievance for the day. Sorry. Um, before we get into Candace's party, which we'll end with, let's talk about the party at the beginning because I know people are probably turn on this episode and they're listening to this and they're like, why have they not brought up the Candace-Monique fight that the episode started with? Um, I'm going to tell you because I feel like we did not get enough. We got just a taste and we knew this was going to happen. It was amazing to see in real time when we see Candace like coming out, like based, not Candace, sorry, Monique being like held back by producers. You know, it tickled my fancy, but I want more. So I'm not going to like, but we're going to get more. Exactly. So I'm not going to tease you guys. I'm not going to tease myself. I'm going to be patient (laughs) because I mean, we could have a Beverly Hills situation. We're not going to have a Beverly Hills situation, but I've been burned before. And I'm talking about this season, Beverly Hills, because I don't know if you saw Armin. The finale is August 16th. What? Or sorry, 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 sorry. Not August 16th. Um, it's sometime in August, but there's only going to be 16 episodes of Beverly Hills this season, which wow. is a small season, which means. Yeah. For BH, we're at basically least. Already yeah. There. yeah. BH usually has um, 20 plus episodes. New York sometimes flirts with these like 16 17 episode seasons 22 is kind of the norm 22 is the norm including reunions so it seems light very Uh, light yeah yeah. but yeah guys we're gonna get this fight i've heard some things on reddit i've heard some things from other people about what goes down how it all comes to a head if any of these rumors are true if anything what happens that people have said actually happens y'all are in for a treat because it seems like both of them come after each other and Monique goes away. We've never seen her before is what I'm going to say. Um, right. Which I'm and, excited to see. And that's not all in the season preview that we got at the end of the episode. There was so much in there. Sometimes with these season previews, there's a lot of filler, but mm-hmm. with that season preview, you are seeing every single cast member go through a lot, you know, yes. From yes. Karen and her marital issues to another Michael thing. We're getting another Michael drama. I feel like he just can't not have drama. He has to have drama at all times. And then obviously there's the Candace Monique fight. So it's going to be a lot this season. Uh, buckle up. I mean, this first episode I think was a quiet introduction, but it's the calm before the storm. No, and I agree. I mean, and it wasn't even that calm. Like, I mean, it kind of was this. There wasn't any major blowouts or fights, but we see it's the laying the foundation. Brewing. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, it's also very interesting to think about right now. Monique and Candace are friends. 
Right. They, you know, and something is going to flip that turns the tide. Yeah. They built their relationship uh, from the reunion where they were able to forgive each other and reconcile. But whenever, whenever you have a relationship that, that breaks down like that, it becomes fragile. There's Even always though- going to be a crack in the, in the pot. Always, always. So, you know, they may be friends again right now, but the foundation isn't as strong as it once was. When you get hurt, you're always going to be sore from that hurt, no matter what it is, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, X, Y, Z. And these two will still have tension. I mean, I, I mean, I'm interested to see what's going to be the fuse. I mean, for those of us who caught episode two, um, which we'll be talking about, um, we get a little bit more of that. Um, and we see kind of why oh, yeah. kind of maybe on the wrong. Um, but you know, um, I, I am excited to see, and I'm excited to see, I'm always interested, not excited. I'm always interested to see how these relationships change, how they evolve over a season. Um, and I'm, I'm very interested to see this Monique Candace, even more so now watching them at the beginning of this season in this premiere episode, the relationship. Now I'm more interested in, this fight that ensues and what leads up to it and what's going to happen after it as well. Um, because we do have that small clip of the conversation between the women minus Candace about the situation. What's the quickest that a housewives friendship has ended after a reconciliation, after what we thought could have been a moment that ended a friendship. You see what I'm saying? So like that sort of series of events, how quickly has it happened before where you know, we saw, obviously, Candace and Monique fight in season four. They reconcile at the reunion of season four. But it looks like it's over <laughs> during season five. That's pretty quick. We, we've seen relationship arcs like that, but they took a long time to happen, I mean, right? Like, Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump is the, one of the most famous examples where they had a I big say- break in season four, but then it, it didn't take until season nine for them to fully end their friendship. I mean, if I can go into Bravo world and step out of the housewives, I'm going to say the most recent season of Shaws of Sunset because it was like every episode. Right, right. Russia it was an up and down, and up and down. We're yeah. like friends and not friends, like <laughs> including the reunion. They were like friends and then not friends and then friends again and then not friends. So like, right. it can happen on a dime. I think housewives have a little bit more tact. I think I would say maybe like three episodes, four episodes. I, I'm sure we could go and do a deep dive. Um, but this looks I like sh- the end of their friendship. Like even Maris this, and Reza yeah. are back again because they've been friends for 30 years. They'll yes. always come back to each other. I mean, I mean, but is there, I mean, maybe I'm being presumptuous. Maybe it's not. The you end, are. But, Cause you know, yeah. Jill and Bethany came back together and then, True. you know, and reconciled uh, and it is. And Monique and Ash, or sorry, Monique and Candace do consider each other like almost family. Like Monique said again and again, she considers um, Candace, like a little sister. So, I mean, there could be some more to it. I don't know. I mean, do we know I the hear, state of their relationship today in this no, moment? They're not, they're not friends. Clearly. Okay. I mean, we're, we're going to, there's going to be some stuff going down for union. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, we, we don't know, but let's talk about <laughs> what we do know. And that's about Candace's party. So Candace is deciding to throw a party with her husband of almost one year. And that is why they're throwing a party is because nothing says, We've been married for a year. Our relationship is fantastic. Um, like an anniversary party for one year. I mean, I, if okay, here's the thing. The party's going to cost, evidently, $22,000. My thing is, why wouldn't you just, like, spend a tenth of that and go on a freaking 
bomb ass trip with your partner to celebrate your one year anniversary instead of throwing a stupid ass party that cost $22,000. Bravo's footing the bill? I don't know. No, obviously Bravo's not footing the bill because there was a damn ass cash bar on site. Well, that's so where like, Bravo drew the line. They were like, we'll pay for the party, but not for the full open bar. I, here's the thing. If I am going to an event for someone at an event venue that's very nice and set up and you know they, they brag about how much money they have and all this stuff, I'm expecting an open bar. I hate to say that, but I kind of am. Like a I, would, bar, I wouldn't dare throw a party that didn't have an open bar. Are you I'm gonna kidding be honest, me? like the only time I think I've ever said is like a BYOB situation at a party that I've thrown is like when it's like a barbecue or like a summer thing or like a Halloween party where it's like everyone bring your own. But that's different. It's different. It's different than throwing an event that you are hosting and expecting people to show up with cash in hand to buy their drinks. Like, well, what are you, what are you providing the space for the party? Okay, anyone can do that. Like you're you're spending the money on this space. Awesome. I don't know. I just I just I just it's I backwards in my head. I'm fully against the cash bar. That might come off as very like bitchy and rude and snobbish, y'all. But like, hey, if I'm going to your event and you're you're Candace and you're bragging about how much money you have, I'm gonna be like Karen to each their own. To each their own, you know? Walk away. Listen, I don't even think I, when Karen goes, it's a cash bar and doesn't realize, and you've seen her drinking all night, and clearly Karen is hammered. It's like, that's the vibe I want to be on is going to a cash bar and not paying cash and just being like, to each their own. <laughs> um, you know that every party I've ever thrown, whether it's for myself or for my friends, I always supply. Now, you are the most amazing host of parties I, I have ever met. That. You go all out every time. You, like, honestly, Armin, you are a testament of what it means to be a great host. I just have to say that. Now, do I have every alcohol available? No, I don't. So if someone, let's say, texts me and says, hey, do you have gin? I don't always have gin. In fact, that's usually one that I wouldn't have. Yeah. So will I have tequila, whiskey, vodka? Yes. If you have a special request, then you got to bring BYOB, all right? Or yes. BYOL, bring your own liquor. Um, but I will supply generally enough for everyone, you know, some beers, some vodka, maybe some juices, There's some of the basics. More than enough. There's more than enough alcohol at your parties. More than enough. But some people, they have their particular alcohols. And if you have that, you could bring your own. Um, but this is different. She's spending twenty two grand on a party. How do you not have an open bar at that point? That's insane. Like we're talking about get togethers with twenty people here. And yeah, you know, we'll have I'm a saying. couple like, bottles. We'll have one bottle of everything. And but this is a full on event that she's invited like at <laughs> least fifty to one hundred people to. Yeah, and I guess the payment is for the venue and past appetizers. That I mean, yeah, she said the food and beverage minimum was twenty two. Like what, you're not going to spend $22,000 on pot stickers, bitch. Please. <laughs> What's the beverage part of that if she's not paying for the beverages? I don't understand any of it, Armin. Like, I'm so confused. It's ridiculous. Like, Obviously, you're paying for the labor. You know, there's a lot of people working the event. Um, but that seems like a lot to not even include beer and wine. And then say, if you want to buy a cocktail then that's 
on you. Additional. I don't know. It's just very confusing to me. Almost as confusing as the speeches that Karen and Dorothy gave. Okay, let's start with Dorothy. Wasn't Dorothy first or was she second? Dorothy no, I think was Karen first, went I first. Karen went first? Okay, yeah. Well, first of all, that's saying it in itself that Candace had Karen speak before her own mother at her anniversary party. Well, would you rather so be which, the opener or the finale? Well, that depends. Am I giving speeches for someone's event or am I on RuPaul's Drag Race for the stand-up special? Because in, in that, I want to go last because the judges will remember me. But there if I'm giving a there. speech for someone for their event, I want to be first because it's the first speech. You, Everyone listens to the first speech. By the mm. second or third speech, everyone's like, okay, so people are still giving speeches? <laughs> you know? You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I think her mindset was mom is the finale. Yeah, but, like, Dorothy ain't no finale. Let's be real. Um, well, Karen's not much of an opener. Yeah, well, neither of them are much of anything for these damn speeches. <laughs> so, you know what? Pick your poison. And that's what Candace oh did. Oh, God. Um, okay, so Karen starts, and her speech is very reminiscent of Charisse Season 2. Um, I have a title. The title might be changing. Part of it may be staying the same. Like, are, Karen, are you getting divorced from Ray or are you not? Because that is where we are confused. Because she's like, you know, it's fun when you're 30 and your man's 50, but then your man's 70 and you're 50 and, like, he wants to slow down and you want to keep going. And it's like, okay, so are, is he slowing down and you keep going? Or are you guys working it out? I don't know. But she, of course, has to include this in her speech because everyone needs to know the business about her and Ray. Um, who is, by the way, does not show up to the party. Is there going to be a, like a divorce? Well, the preview seems to indicate that. I mean, or at the very least flirting with divorce. Yeah. I mean, yikos. Um, but yeah, terrible speech. Crazy. She seems like a cuckoo bird. Um, La Dame is available in all stores. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the fumes from the perfume. That's it's what it the is. perfumes. True, true. Um, Dorothy's also batshit. Um, you are a decent man, Chris. I would love to be called decent. They were both terrible speeches, but for TV, they were the best speeches ever. It was perfect. I mean, I was laughing. I was like, oh my God, these women. I mean, Candace was in tears, so at least she was happy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This party was cuckoo. These ladies are hilarious. Um, I think we kind of mentioned it all for this episode. I, I can't really think of what I'm forgetting. We mentioned it all. We mentioned it all. And everyone, we know that episode two of Real Housewives of Potomac is out on the Bravo app. If you have not watched it yet, we highly recommend going on the Bravo app right now and watching it. And we already recorded our episode two recap, which is yes. already on Patreon, if you want early access to the Potomac Season 5, Episode 2 recap, you could support us on Patreon. You'll not only get early access to that episode, you will get so much more. Uh, Eddie thought of this brilliant series called Bravo Battles, which we just launched. It is basically a format for us to debate Bravo's best moments, episodes, cast members, etc. We started off with Eddie debating me on which is the better episode, Scary Island or Dinner Party from Hell. Uh, Eddie was arguing for Dinner Party from Hell. I was arguing for uh, Scary Island, and we had a judge, Judge Camilli, um, <laughs> give the judgment on it, on our I arguments. I love that, Judge Camilli. Judge Camilli. 
and you should support us to find out who won that argument. That was a lot of fun. And we do so much more on there. We, d- we do the Hot and Bravo Hot Seat. So, yeah, check it out at patreon.com backslash hot and bravo so you can get uh, exclusive access to bonus content and support us. And make sure you guys are subscribed to us here, too, because we do have our regular recap episodes. Wherever you're listening right now, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify, hit subscribe. Super easy. Also, show us some love. Give us some stars, some hearts if you can as well. We always love that. Follow us on social media by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. We're on both Twitter and Instagram. Armin, do you want to promote anything else? I'll quickly plug... Holly Shook, it's a podcast uh, where I talk celebrity scandals, both historic and current, and that's on every single podcast platform, too. I think if you like this podcast here, you'll also like Holly Shook. You definitely will. I can attest for that. Um, I'm also on social media, too, at Eddie underscore Estrada on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all next time.